never say die! Hello everybody and welcome to episode 167 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And when it came time to select a pet, you would not believe the cost to care, feed, and license a gimp. So my wife and I had to settle for a dog. But she got her gimp, though. (laughs) She's always had her gimp. (laughs) The gimp's sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Why why was it like a six-year-old kid? The gimp's sleeping. That was was background Phil's kid. He's... (laughs) Uh, They could pay the licensing fees. Background Phil is getting dark. (laughs) <laughs> when Josh says movies, it always makes me laugh. And when Mike does that little kid voice, I wanna, it always makes me laugh too. <laughs> all right. So this you'd is... like to always laugh. No, we uh, haven't said what the what the show is about yet. I don't care. That was a great transition. <laughs> <laughs> you need to check out the podcast collective where Fuck you can all structure. <laughs> where you can find such shows as the Bad Parenting Podcast on the Block, No Hope for Humanity, The Coffin Joe Cast, Joel's Own The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, Dating Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, I Am Salt Lake, Mint and Box Cast, Tales from the Hard Side, The Dog and Do Show, The Empty Rant Podcast, and The Rad Dad Radio Hour. Okay, yeah. now we can talk about the show. We're I don't talk- want to anymore. <laughs> we're doing pets. Okay. We're not doing pets. We're talking about them. And we're here again. Pets, dogs, cats, pets, pets we've had, pets we've wanted, pets we will get. All the pets I've loved before. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Everything about about pets except petting. I mean, I guess there will be some petting, but not that kind of petting. No heavy petting. Explain why Pat smells of peanut butter. It's a great name for a pet. You're the second person to bring that up to me. Like, I... I I never had to entice any dog with peanut butter. <laughs> you're, yeah, they're all s- begging for it. Yeah. They're all sluts. They come in. Yeah, they come oh, begging. <laughs> all right, that's a galooly at the door. So if you and your dog are hanging out on uh, Saturday at noon, what'd you like to do, Mike? <laughs> well, first, I get the peanut butter. No, no, no there is no peanut butter involved in any of my weekends in that manner. All right, go to you go can go to um, where are we going? Are we in noon at Geek Life Radio? Geek Life Radio Saturdays at noon. All that Central and a jar of peanut butter. When you're looking for our older stuff, it's on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and Talk Show. And if you'd like to call us, call us at seven zero eight now. Wrap that's seven zero eight six six nine nine. I'm pausing to let them write it down. Nine seven two seven. Quickly pull over the car. Take out your pad and pen. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven. Right, and now it's about that time. Oh yes, it is. This week in music, movies, and TV. <laughs> That's our dog. I will be right. All right. So, good boy, Joel. This week, we are going with May 16th, 1966. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I got that. This one's just going straight up, publishing straight off the bat. We're not editing a goddamn thing out of this one. (laughs) Um, Release of Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. So, 1966. All right. Cool. Music. 
The number one song in the land is Pretty Flamingo by Manfred Mann, followed by Daydream by The Lovin' Spoonful, which always reminded me of somebody drinking a spoonful of man juice. Anyway. On a Saturday afternoon. At Central Standard Time. I actually listened to the song Daydream yesterday. I'm trying to remember. It's a good song. How does Yeah, I get I play 60s on 6 frequently on long car trips, so... Wait, I want to... I like know... the Love and Spoonful. They're very underrated. Pretty... Pretty Flamingo. What is that? I don't know that song. I don't know that one either. If she just would... No, I don't know that. I don't think that is right. Was this the number one song in the land of the United States? Or yeah, maybe, yeah no, it was, it was just, Well, you know what? Actually, I used a different site, so it might have been... No, UK. Manfred Mann, Pretty Flamingo. That's exactly what I was playing. No, I'm saying I, we don't believe it was number one in the land. The in the yeah, US. I didn't use the usual site oh. that I used. I just pulled it off of another one, so it might have been a UK number one. It was like the Argentinian number one of that year. Well, let's go with Daydream was the number one song by yeah, the let's, yeah, let's clear. We'll clear the palette a little bit here. You know? we're white, what a we, day for a daydream. We're, we're white males. We're allowed to change history. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's a great song. Awesome song. Yeah. That's All right. Very bluegrassy and rock combo. Nice. Right. The Rolling Stones released Paint It Black on May 13th, which would become the first number one hit single to feature a music to feature music from the Indian string Sorry. instrument called the sitar. It was played by guitarist Brian Jones. Ah, I love Paint It Black. That yeah. and uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Mm. Those are my two favorite Stone songs. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I like I like it. Celebrate their entire catalog. We'll just put it. Yeah, there. of course. What's what's what was the movie that used Painted Black? Stir of Echoes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's the one that you'd think of because they used it repeatedly. Yeah. That wasn't too bad of a movie. No, it was just overshadowed by uh, coming out the same time as The Sixth Sense and being a very similar Uh, film. Right. Mm. Uh, Darius Carlos Rucker is an American singer and songwriter who was born May 13th. He gained fame as the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist of the Grammy Award-winning band Hootie and the Blowfish. The band charted six Top 40 hits. He released a solo R&B album back to then and did not chart any singles from it. Six years later, he signed to Capitol Records as a country music singer. His first single, Don't Think I Don't Think About It, made him the first black artist to reach number one on the Hot Country song chart since Charlie Pride in 1983. I've always been a Darius Rucker fan, even when it wasn't cool to like him. I was really expecting him to be dead by the time that sentence was done. (laughs) Aww. Nope, he's alive and well. And, uh... He only wants a pee on you. Anyway, um, albums released this week include Pet Sounds, Blonde on Blonde by Bob Dylan. And done, period. I, I, th- I thought I was going to find more, but I didn't, and I forgot to go back and edit that. That's a great album. I said, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Pet Sounds, in my estimation, is one of the greatest records ever released. Oh, I, yeah, I agree blonde. with that, yeah. I know that's not a very controversial statement, but it's one that has <laughs> no. always had. <laughs> That was Personal supposed to be their their response to uh, Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, I don't think it's as good as Sergeant Pepper, but it's definitely in the same realm. Oh yeah, 
I'll always have a special place for it just because it was one of the few good records that my dad owned. So I, I can remember sitting by the stereo with a record player playing Pet Sounds, playing my NES, like Legend of Zelda, with that album playing just over and over again on repeat. Well, look at the song. It's got Wouldn't It Be Nice, uh, That's Not Me, God Only Knows. I mean, Sloop John B. God Only Knows is a great song. I mm-hmm. I love that song. Excuse me. Wow. I love that song. Have you heard? There is actually an album out there. Uh, there may be more than one of them where it's got the Beach Boys singing a bunch of their songs a cappella. Where they s- drop out the, the vocal or the music track? Yeah, they drop out the music track and you just hear them completely with a cappella. And Sloop John B is friggin' amazing a cappella. Good stuff. And that's music. Okay, so we can move on to movies. The number one movie is Dr. Zhivago, starring Omar Sharif and Julie Christie. You believe I've never seen Dr. Zhivago? Really? I haven't either. I haven't. They got to remake it, and then we'll have a reason to watch it. <laughs> it's good Dr. Zhivago, starring Dwayne Johnson. That's <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Zhivago. Uh, movies released this week include The Fat Spy, a parody of teenage beach party films featured in the 2004 documentary, The 50 Worst Movies Ever Made, as well as the acronym of the week, T-R-A-C, T-R-A-C, which, of course, is Tentacles Romance Alice Cooper, Tentacles Ruin Alice Cooper. (laughs) Starring Carl Reiner, Jonathan Winters, and Alan Arkin. And Dwayne Johnson as Dr. Zhivago. (laughs) You won't believe the twist at the end. (laughs) Neither did he. <laughs> That's actually the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. On the face. In bed. All right. Uh, also this week, Stephen Andrew Baldwin was born on May 13th. He is known for starring in uh, many films, including Born on the Fourth of July, Threesome, The Usual Suspects, and The Flintstone in the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. He also Aww. starred as himself in the reality shows Celebrity Big Brother 7 and Celebrity Apprentice. In the year 2004, he directed Live in It, a Christian-themed skateboarding DVD, which no one watched. <laughs> he is the youngest of the Baldwin brothers and is a Christian evangelist. Actually, they're remaking Live in It with uh, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Jesus. As Jesus. As skateboard Jesus. <laughs> and it's called Body Slamming It. <laughs> All right. So, TV. I love you, skateboard Jesus. The top shows. <laughs> I'm slamming it. I'm going to turn this water into shred. (laughs) Turning water into monster energy drink. (laughs) We love you, Skateboard Jesus. (laughs) Oh, Mike, is this sacrilegious yet? No, trust me. I would know. You're good. (laughs) All right. So the top shows are Bonanza, Gomer Pyle, USMC, and The Lucy Show. So there's that. Okay, yeah. so the Lucy show, that's post I Love Lucy. Yes. 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 Not the same. Janet Jackson of the Gary Indiana Jacksons was <laughs> born May 16th. She is known for her role as Penny on Good Times. Great show. And for a spectacular Super Bowl halftime appearance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for being a Stone Cold Fox. Like her in uniform. Janet Jackson, obviously, of the Rhythm Nation and such younger brother, young, younger brother, younger sister to Michael Jackson. Well, there's a twist. 
that Janet Jackson. Ah, so also Mindy Cohn, known as Natalie from The Facts of Life, is born on May 20th. And that one really is the end of her resume. Aww. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how many of the other girls from Facts of Life like went on to do a lot of stuff, and not Mindy. Uh, 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 uh. Pause. Mindy Cohen was the voice of Daphne on the majority of the current Scooby Doo incarnations. On sure, but didn't she get didn't she get pregnant right out of the show and decided to retire and become a mother, or and, and like be a stay at home mother? I thought I might be Mrs. wrong. Garrett was very disappointed. Maybe it was Mrs. Garrett that got pregnant. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure she had uh, a little thing on the, the cooking, one of the cooking channels as well. Yeah, I remember when that happened. Yeah. But like you compare, I would have thought that at least her acting career would have been the equal of some of the others. But I, I was surprised that she mostly did voice work. You can't keep back Tootie. There's words to live by right there. In case you ever feel like you haven't succeeded in life. Remember, <laughs> you can't keep back Tootie. Well, and Nancy McKeon is one of those uh, ladies that seems to have barely aged as the decades have passed. Wow. So, uh, look her up. a Mr. H. John Benjamin, voice actor of Archer and Bob's Burgers, was born on May 23rd. Two of he my- doesn't work nearly enough. No. It's a joke. I love him. He's he, he could be in everything, and I don't care. He already is. Right? I love the fact that Archer and Bob are two like diametrically different people, but you've got the same voice. Well, and then you've got the uh, episode where Archer gets amnesia and uh, starts working at a burger stand. That's yeah. such a great crossover. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you've got him and of course, in one of the other shows we did uh, the wet hot American summer. Oh yeah. Yep. And he's been on at midnight a couple of times, the show that I keep trying to get you guys to watch, but you won't. That's on comedy central. Yeah. Hmm. We should check that out. Yeah, right. Oh <laughs> Here we go. And this is just for a little. I'd rather, you, I, I'd rather you watch the prisoner anyway. If I have to, if I have to pick. Here we go. Oh my god! 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 Oh god! Oh god! Oh my god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh good. Good. Listen to that all day. I'm going to make this my ringtone. Oh god. Also, on May 12th, it sees the end of the monsters. After 70 episodes. Which equals two seasons. <laughs> Back in those days. No joke. That was only two seasons? Yep. Holy crap. Wow. I mean, yeah, even knowing that modern TV shows on networks are still pretty long, like uh, 22 episodes is standard, 35 is a lot of fucking episodes for a season. That's a lot of Lily. I love that show. I was always more of an Adams Family guy. All right, so that is... I don't, I don't think I really had a dog in that fight. I didn't really... There was one 30... No, there were 38 episodes in the first season of uh, The Monsters, and there were... I'm trying to look it up here. 32 in... 32, yeah, it's it's called... You know, like you said, there's two... Seasons. I was just checking to make sure it was factually correct, huh? That's, that's math, Barbie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> ah, just say it with uh, with confidence. No one will check. <laughs> and sports on may 11th the 1966 european cup final was held at the heisel stadium brussels real madrid of spain defeated partisan belgrade of yugoslavia two to one that is soccer for those of you that don't know football yes football if you are not from america on may 12th bush memorial stadium opened in st louis missouri 
Four days after the previous Bush Stadium, originally called Sportsman's Park, hosted its last St. Louis Cardinals baseball game. The old park's home plate was ceremonially ceremonially transferred by helicopter to the new park. The new Bush Stadium lasted until 2005. That's not bad, actually. Almost 40 years. Not too shabby. <laughs> Pretty sturdy, Lou. Pretty sturdy. Yeah. As of around 2005, they had to expand the stadium to contain Albert Pujol's ego. (laughs) I can say that because I don't think my wife can hear me. She's a Cardinals fan. I I heard, though, that uh, Skateboard Jesus is going to be there next weekend. (laughs) He's going to redefine radical Islam. (laughs) I'm going to crucify these suckers. Now he's shredding on a guitar, I imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And finally. On May 21st, Muhammad Ali defeats Henry Cooper in the sixth round with a TKO after he opens a cut so large over Cooper's eye that it required 15 stitches after the fight. Wow. They were both, he put it, it like opened up the artery behind the eye, apparently, and like they were both covered in blood within a minute. That's a shame, man. Hell of a fight, too. Yep. So the doc said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna stop this match. You win." <laughs> when was that? Sixty six. Oh, geez, yeah. I just found the picture from it. Holy fuck balls! Did you? Oh my god! And the ref is like, <laughs> "Hold on, I'll post it because we need to comment on this because this is insane." Hold on one second. I'm looking at where uh, this. I'm looking at where this artery is. That's really deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Look at that eye. Holy. Man, and the ref's just like, "All right, all right, settle down, settle down." Holy <laughs> shit, Carl on the Walking Dead. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a character <laughs> out of um, God, what was it? It oh, of Sin City. Oh, Marv. Yeah, oh. He looks like Marv. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is. I got to remember this because this has got to be the uh, the yellow bastard right there. Yeah, I got to say this. That's gonna be the cover photo. This is gonna be the cover photo right there, so everybody knows what I'm talking about. That's that's Henry Cooper, ladies and gentlemen. Why is a bleeding boxer your pet? Well, <laughs> you know they're kind of they're kind of cheap, you know. All it's right. a metaphor, man. Jeez. All what? right, that's enough. All right, pets. Everybody's had them. They're hard to get rid. Yeah. Of. Does ever and I, everyone has one currently? I believe, right, Mike? Yeah, I got I got a pet. Okay, I thought so. I, you were the only one I wasn't sure about. You do? What do you got? We're going to talk about that in the second half, huh? Oh, no spoilers, I guess. No spoilers. (laughs) So, did you guys have pets when you first were born? Like, did you, were you born into a house with pets? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. There you go. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. Uh, The cat that I grew up with from, that was there until um, I was well into my teenage years was uh, a Siamese cat named Puddin. It was my mom's cat. She had it when she met my dad. What was the name of it again? Puddin. 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 Like put like pudding, but with no G. Puddin tame is where it came from. What what is puddin tame? It's an old nursery rhyme type thing that like country folk you know, it's a country thing. My family's from Hannibal, Missouri originally. They're all a bunch of hicks. So. Hey. Oh wait, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mike? Uh born into Let's see. One cat, an Irish setter, two dogs in my grandmother's house. 
because we lived when I was born, we lived in the same apartment building. So I just lived across the hallway from it. We had a cat named Kismet, which is a long hair Persian. Uh, Irish setter named Bonnie. And <clears throat> what were the other two? There's a Bedlington Terrier and a cockapoo named Pooh and Fanny, which was kind of weird. <laughs> but that was the that was the names that my grandparents gave them. So there's like a I'm sure there's something in there that I really don't want to get into. So I know for my part, uh, we had two dachshunds. Apparently, well before I was born, there was one dachshund, Cleo, that had puppies. <clears throat> And uh, we got one of the puppies plus the mom dog. We kept her and our grandmother got the other one. So we had Cleo, the mother and Fritz, the boy, but they were both uh, full grown by the time I could remember them. It's full grown as one of those ugly little beasts get. Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that they're really fragile little toy dogs that did not keep like three year old Josh from trying to ride them around the yard. I didn't hurt them. I don't know how. Looking back as an adult and seeing how uh, uh, fragile dachshunds are, but uh, yeah, well, and and using the imagery of of any of us as a kid, it's uh, same size head, little body. <laughs> right. So, just imagining your your head via like we'll we'll put it like college era head um, on a little body riding around a dachshund is a very funny visual image to me, especially if it's a stretch dachshund. You've seen that the dachshunds have yeah. different, different, different lengths. Some of them look like hot dogs. I think all both of ours were too. They they, they were especially long wiener dogs. Because <laughs> size does matter. Yes, I had I had a long wiener dog <laughs> when you were born. It was uh, a, not brag, it's a Chicago dog. hot dog. Oh, I geez. just I personally, and I'll just get this out of the way now. I don't have much use for small dogs. I don't like. Anything, anything smaller than a cat is not a dog. Normally, I'd be with you, but we'll get to that in the now. Yeah. Why do you feel that way, Pat? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. I've just, I've never liked tiny dogs. I don't know why. Um, That's racist. <laughs> tiny is not a race, Joel. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't really know why. I just always liked bigger dogs. I've never been a dog person. Never had a dog. Well, that we knew. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, when I was really young, we had one dog for a little while named Nipper, and he didn't last long until my dad got rid of him. <clears throat> well, wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe maybe we're getting to the root of this now. What kind of dog was Nipper? Um, was it a little dog is what I'm getting at. He was, like, was a medium-sized dog. He was like a, um, a mutt, but he was he was like uh, approximately like the size. Like, he was like a, probably a 40, 30, 40-pound 40 dog, medium. Yeah, that's a, that's a medium size. Like a boxer size. But he had, I mean, he was a puppy when we had to get rid of him because he wouldn't stop chewing everything. And my dad didn't want that. So he got rid of it. I don't know what that entailed. I don't know what he did. I was just going to ask, did he go to that farm? <laughs> did a lot of dogs go I don't, to I don't know. I don't know what he did, actually. i glad I never found out, I think. Now I'm curious what happened to Nipper. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you talk about getting rid of dogs because after the Dockins all passed away, unfortunately, they tend to live until they get into serious pain because their size whoa, uh whoa, whoa, whoa. you were skyping badly oh was i yeah yeah am i still good am i good now i don't know but it started as soon as you started talking <clears throat> um frequently dachshunds pass away in a lot of pain because they have arthritis due to their size yeah 
And uh, I just transitioned here because Pat was talking about a dog they had to get rid of fairly quickly. Our second dog after both the dachshunds were gone was a uh, white dog named Susie. And apparently she was good with adults, but she would just not stop biting me and my brother. (laughs) She was just terrible with kids. And uh, I think we had Susie for about three weeks. And we had. In retrospect, uh, I think Susie was on to something. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But no, we had to get rid of her because she she was just uh, mean and aggressive uh, towards me and my brother. So uh, that was not, not a pet that we could hang on to. But what happened to Susie? Did she team up with Nipper? Perhaps, yeah. Maybe they're still on a road movie together. Susie and the Nippers? <laughs> With Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Skateboard Jesus. <laughs> I'd watch. See, I didn't I didn't have my first pet until I was about six when um, my mom adopted a dog named Tiger. Well, that's what we called him. He was kind of a, he was a bit of a mutt. I mean, he was part beagle, part something a little longer and like stouter, maybe like a corgi type dog um kind of that build but just a little bit taller and he was awesome i mean with kids adults everybody and um he was one of those dogs that um i don't know how my mom figured this out but she would let him out he'd go outside he'd do a a full trip around the block he was a decent little suburban neighborhood he'd go around the block do his business and come back and uh and wait at the door to come back in so he never had to be walked and everybody in the neighborhood knew him. So, you know, if he was out, people were watching out for him or they'd say hi to him or whatever. And he always came back, you know, 15, 20 minutes later after he did his business. And it was never a big deal. But uh, he was a, he was a good dog. He he, uh, he lived to be like 13 or 14 years old. And he eventually died of uh, leukemia. But <clears throat> excuse me, it was a good good way to start out and, you know, set a, a good standard for for what a pet should be. Mm. The the, the the longest pet that we had as far as age was uh, that same cat, Puddin'. Uh, you know how Siamese get darker as they get older? Mm-hmm. This this cat was 19 years old and was almost all dark by the time she finally had to be put down. She got to the point where she would like be walking down the hallway and she would just stop and just start screaming. Cause she would just like forget what she was doing or where she was going or something. <laughs> And just start freaking out. We finally like realized, okay, she's lost her mind. So time to go. <laughs> Aw, yeah. that's a long life, though, man. Yeah, nineteen pet. years. Of, you know, that's pretty crazy. The uh, longest uh, pet lifetime, actually, at least two of you. I know Joel and Patrick at least met Oscar. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oscar was. Uh, they call him now a Lassapu. Uh, normally, Lassapu is a by Lassap. So uh, mixed with a miniature poodle, but uh, Oscar was not mixed with a miniature poodle. He was matched with the uh, bigger size poodle. So he was more of a medium sized dog and he had the fuzzy face. Kind of, we named him Oscar after Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. Uh, Oscar was there when we blew up the summer sausage with the firecrackers. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> <He's up. laughs> Immediately after we had to give away uh, uh, Susie, we uh, adopted Oscar. And, yeah, he was uh, the family dog until well after I left home. I mean, I think I was probably 20 or 21 by the time Oscar finally died. So I want to say he lived 13, 14 years. Wow. It's a good long life for a dog. Yeah. Kismet, the cat that we had, we had him for – my mom had him before I was born and – Kismet died after I got to college. 
So I want to say 19, 20 years old for that cat. But it was amazing because this thing had an an incredible ability to not be seen. In fact, we had had the cat and moved to two different houses with the cat until my grandfather on my dad's side was over for Thanksgiving. And he was like, when did you get a cat? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can always tell a Milford man. Yeah, my mom's like, 17 years ago. Thanks for noticing. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, kismet. Yeah, but when we had when we um, moved out of the apartments in Chicago, we went down, moved to Bolingbroke, and then we had Button and Smokey. And Button was an English setter and kind of skittish because we got it from the pound. And then Smokey was a golden retriever, and dumb as a box of bricks. <laughs> and they these two, it was it was almost like an Abbott and Costello routine in the basement. I mean, it would just be like when we let them out, we had a, like a, a basement basement sliding door they can run out in the back, backyard. And I used to like to, in the summertime, I'd get into a tug-of-war with a big old towel with Smokey, you know, Golden Retriever, pull in tug-of-war, 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 and then pretend to throw it. And, of course, Golden Retriever runs off, and, you know, you got a good maybe 45 seconds before she realizes that you haven't thrown anything. And then <laughs> I've I would, been duped. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd run over to Button, and I would tie the towel to her uh, collar. And then Smokey would notice that I didn't throw it, and I'd be like, come on, Smokey, come on, get the towel. And then Button would be, like, sleeping on the lawn. And at the last second, it would be this recognition in Button's eyes as Smokey barreled right down on that towel. <laughs> <laughs> and I would let go of it, and you just hear, I remember one point, Button just goes, <laughs> And then chaos ensued, and I just sat back and enjoyed it. So, but no, we've always had pets. We've always had dogs, cats. We had... Uh, did any of us have tiny animals growing up? Yes. Uh, yeah, before we leave the dogs and cats, I did want to talk uh, for a second about the fact that uh, we had a cat, even though my family has always traditionally been dog people, huh. because the cat we had, uh, we got in an unusual way. Um my brother knew that uh, we were dog people and that we were very unlikely to get a cat. So one time uh, a cat uh, wandered into our backyard and he got it down into the basement and kept it in secret for like two weeks. Wow. And that cat uh, was eventually revealed to my parents. Uh, They made the decision that is so rare in families to actually let the kids keep the cat. And uh, that cat was named Nellie, taken to the vet, spayed, and uh, got all of her shots. And she ended up still being alive, I want to say, until like 2005, 2006. Hmm. Like, she survived the move to LaGrange and was there long, long after Oscar had passed away. I I actually think, no, it, it may have been... Even later, I, I want to say she lived uh, like 18 years from being a stray that wandered into the basement. And my brother kept in secret to this enormous fat orange cat <laughs> that yeah, after she got spayed, she just like, OK, this is my home. I'm just going to eat. <laughs> and yeah, lived a very long life. Now, see, uh, I had other dogs that I mean, if we're going to talk about if we're going to split them up that way. But um, as far as small animals go. um my brother and I each had hamsters and mine was named Francis after if you ever read the books about, I think she was a badger and then uh, saddlebags. And they had lots of babies, which were all, I don't remember all their names. There were lots of hamster babies. And then I had a Guinea pig wait, that, uh, wait, 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 lived, you, what? you had a, a hamster named saddlebags. <laughs> Is that what my you brother, just my said? My brother named it saddlebags. Yeah. Okay. Just clarifying. Never mind. Go on. 
because it looked like it had saddle. It looked like it had saddlebags on either side. It had brown markings on either the left and the right side, so it looked like it had carry around. That's um, funny. And then uh, I had a guinea pig named Chocolate that was a black, all black guinea pig, and uh, drove. He drove everybody nuts. He was he was loud and just he was <laughs> he, he was uh, uh, it was a bad decision. But I had Chocolate in my room for a long time. Metal at all day and night. He was constantly, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We had we had one like that too, and he also bit whenever you tried to pick him up. <laughs> Chocolate was—I mean, he was a nice guinea pig. He just—he just—and uh, he lived really long time. And then my mom told me at some point I had a turtle, but I don't remember this. And then we had we had lots of various fish, mostly betta fish, that uh, are impossible to kill. Not that I was trying to, but they just seem to live forever. So, for, so those are all the little pets. How about you, Mike? Since you brought up the little pets. We had, conversation. yeah, we had, um, my sister and I had, let's see, I would have been seven years old and we got gerbils and my name, my name, mine, Jason. And <laughs> I don't know why Jason, I don't want Jason. And it was my best friend. <laughs> my best friend. Jason was my best friend and Elizabeth named hers two because she was two and that was the only word she knew. So <laughs> this also was one of the most scarring episodes of my life. Uh-oh. With two and Jason, because they got loose in the condo that we lived in. And you stepped on one? No, no, nothing so nothing so mundane. I was watching... <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, Elizabeth I was playing... my hamster! Elizabeth was playing with two and Jason, and I was watching Battle of the Planets. Now, this I know this for a fact, because this whole situation burned into my brain really badly. And she dropped one of the hamsters, so naturally it took off made a break for it and was running around the kitchen, like going, we had one of those kitchens that you opened up the, the folding doors and the dryer and the washing machine were right there. And so it's running around. We also have button and Smokey. So they're running around trying to catch this little fur ball that's running around and everything's screaming and yelling. I'm sitting there playing with my Legos and watching battle of the plants. Cause I don't care what's going on back there. And then my mom who's upstairs taking a shower realizes that the hamster is loose. And, comes downstairs to help catch it. Now, all I hear is, close the drapes, close the drapes, close the drapes. And I look over my shoulder. My mom has taken her robe off and is running around buck-ass naked through the living room trying to throw the her <laughs> robe <laughs> on top of the hamster. And <laughs> just, I, I got up, closed the drapes, went upstairs and sat in my room and was real quiet for a while. So... I, I, I think I'm going to take a break now, too. <laughs> what happened to the hamster? Got caught under the robe. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Caught in the robe? No. This wasn't, and, then, and then maybe like... So it has a happy ending. There is, well, up until the point where the hamsters ate each other later on. It was like, <laughs> forgot to feed them once. and Again, happy ending. Yeah. Well, that's Jason for you. We had a hamster, and he was stinky. And he peed everywhere, but he he peed what looked like cream of chicken soup. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to thank you right now for making my story not the most disturbing comments that have been made on this show. (laughs) That's. But that's like the bunnies that I have now. That's how they like mark the territory. They no 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 creature should piss cream soup. Yeah, it was it was just this thick yellowish yeah. goo, and the, it was just fat and terrible. 
<laughs> but you called it stinky or it was just smelly? I don't remember the name of the hamster. Like the little pets, uh, they barely got names. I know we had chameleons for a while. My dad was big into keeping that huge aquarium that I think all four of you have seen. Yeah. Or all three of you, four including me, have seen. And there were always like a bunch of betas. You'd have glass fish in there, placostomus, all sorts of different. I love that transformer. <laughs> yeah, we always had a fish tank of some sort. I think we had, I had a gerbil. I had a gerbil at one point named Chipper. And if ever I need my mother to feel guilty about something, if I ever need like, you know, an upper hand or whatever, I always bring up Chipper because I went away one summer to be a camp counselor and she thought uh-huh. she was going to surprise me by cleaning Chipper's cage. Oh no. Yeah. And um, you know, if you think about the fact that, you know, camp happens during the summer, well, she put the aquarium outside to let it dry out and let him get some air, and she basically baked my gerbil. Oh, God. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, baked gerbil, a Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah. Hey, that was an episode of, that was an episode of um, uh, The League. Really? Yeah, the, the gerbil, the guinea pig that they had at the, uh, got inside the turkey, and the turkey went in the oven, and then they didn't realize it until they were already eating. Oh, that's funny disturbing is what it was but um now as far as other dogs go my uh that's because i'm pretty allergic to them and my next door neighbors had cats anyway so if anybody wanted to go see a cat they'd go next door but uh my dad had a dog named lady who was a a golden that used to go around with him everywhere because he he uh was always always been self-employed ever since he got out of the military and he um used to stock and fill gumball machines so whenever he would go out to do the gumball machines, lady would go with him and she was like, everybody knew her on the route and she lived for a really long time. And if you've ever met my dad, which I think all of you have met him at least once, um, he is, uh, he's very gregarious and, and very outgoing, funny guy, but never was big on, on pets. So the fact that he had a dog was always kind of shocking because he was into, you know, having pets at all. And the, any of the pets we had, he was never a, a big fan of, but he loved lady. Like that was his, his partner in crime, his best buddy. And, um, she lived a really long time. I mean, she was a big dog. So, you know, they tend to have a good long life and, um, gone. He never, he never said he was going to get another, another dog again. Cause, but that's another story for another show. Uh, but we'll get back to that in the second half. (laughs) Then after that, um, after tiger passed away, I wanted to get another dog. And so my mom and I, wanted to go to the same shelter that we got a uh, tiger from. And I found this puppy whose name I named him Einstein and he wasn't quite weaned yet. So we, they decided that, you know, we needed to give him a couple weeks for him to get weaned from his mom and then he would come live with us. So in that period he died. Um, so <laughs> went out there and went to look for another dog and found a, a uh, Doberman Rottweiler mix and beautiful dog. His name is Murphy. He was a puppy and he was batshit crazy. Um, he could escape from any enclosure, whether it was in the house or outside that we had. So he eventually bought one of those giant, like pages things. So whenever we left the house, he wouldn't destroy it. He would put a roof on it. What's that? You're twanging a bit. Oh, sorry. So then we put a roof onto the enclosure. He got out of that and he just, no matter how hard we tried to keep him in when we were gone from home, even for short periods, he would always get out. Well, one time he got out. And we got a phone call that uh, somebody had found him on the side of the road. He'd been hit by a car. Oh. So 
two for two were kind of at this point, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know that I want any more dogs. Well, sorry, my, my God, that, that's right. This was a good part. <laughs> my, my godmother's like had found this stray dog and she'd always had corgis. So she was a huge dog person. And this was a, a Pekingese. And she said, oh, you guys need to come over and see this, this beautiful Pekingese I got. She's pregnant and, um, uh, you know, trying to find a good home for her and just immediately fell in love with this, uh, this little Pekingese named Sasha. And we had Sasha until I went away to college and she had puppies and uh, six puppies that we all adopted out. And um, Sasha was just the sweetest, good natured dog, big underbite um, and was a, kind of a littler dog, Pat. So I know you maybe not, I'm not a fan, but um, when I was at school, you know, I'd try and go home every few months on the breaks. Well, about, I don't know, like a week before I was going home for a break, I was like, oh, you know, hey, mom, how's Sasha doing? And she's like, oh, hey. I'm like, uh, when? She's like, I don't know, about two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm like, and you didn't want to tell me? She, It was like that scene in that Curb Your Enthusiasm bit where his mom dies. And he's, she's like, I didn't want to bother you. You were at school. You're studying. <laughs> we just threw out the trash. <laughs> I love this dog. And she's like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't. Didn't think to tell you. I'm like, oh my god, it didn't so, come up. <laughs> so my parents, well, up until recently, my parents never had another pet between them. Once they moved back in together and were living together after my brother and I both went away for to school and get married and whatnot, so they've never had another pet until recently. But yeah, so that's the end of my then pets. Huh. We had one other cat besides Puddin, and his uh, he was the pretty much the toughest cat I've ever known. He used to beat up bulldogs and stuff in the neighborhood. His name was Scooter. He was just an alley cat that my sister found one day. And he was just a big, bad, black and white ball of fur and piss and vinegar. Tough name for a cat. Yeah, here comes Scooter. Yep. (laughs) I think the only other pet we had at any point is at one point we had a parakeet, which... uh, it was loud. Uh, it bit you. <laughs> like yeah. it was, oh. yeah, noisy, stinky, and <laughs> aggressive. And, and yeah, I am not a fan of birds. We had a, we had a couple parakeets when I was growing up, named Mickey and Maud, and they were just all they do is make noise and poop everywhere. And this Josh's shit like beef stew or something like that. <laughs> we we had parakeets too. Speaking of making noise and pooping everywhere, I think we're we're probably at the point where we want to before we move to the break, talk about the apartment pets because we had some, but they were pretty much all Patrick's. Well, we had okay. <laughs> oh, let's oh, Mike's got a few more before no, we go no, no, to the no. apartment. No, no, no. What are the 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 um, um this is leading into the apartment one of the apartment pets because Pat and I were out together we were out driving around. We decided that we were going to get fish. Do you remember this, Pat? And him and I both bought betas and named them Urza and Mishra because we were, and kind of still are, huge Magic the Gathering nerds back then. And let's see, I had Mishra, right? Had Mishra. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, Mishra lasted three, four weeks, maybe? No, it was, I don't even think it was that long because the contest was over pretty fast. Yeah, the contest was over pretty fast. And <laughs> like two and a half weeks was as long as yours lasted, something like that. Right. And yours lasted significantly longer and got a new name. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dead fish. My, then, mine lived beyond death. And, yeah, then yes. you got that little tall, Urza that tall little one. got renamed Peppy when he died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. 
because we, yeah, we never removed him from the tank, and we just watched him slowly turn into goo. I guess. Well, no, I, I remember he was totally like uh, all one piece of fish, and he was more active when he was dead. When he became peppy, he started floating from the top of the tank to the bottom of the tank, and he never stopped <laughs> doing that until you started beating up Uki, and Uki rolled into the uh, piece of furniture the tank was on, and then he suddenly he, turned into soup. Yeah, he just, like, exploded. Just <laughs> <laughs> so gross. It just evaporated. Well, none of us wanted to clean the tank, because after he died, we're like, it's going to be smelly. We don't want to clean that. So we just left the lid on. And when he when he did get bumped and he just evaporated, I just remember all of us like, huh. So we, <laughs> and we opened it up. It's like, wait a minute. There's no smell. Yeah, there was no smell. Like everything was clean. Yeah, no bones or anything. It just looked like really nasty soup. It was bizarre. We, we learned a lesson that day about fish. How many soup references are we going to make this episode? <laughs> we learned about fish and about friendship. <laughs> Do you guys remember though? There was one other pet that we haven't mentioned from that. There, that. there were a couple. Uh, how about the? Uh, uh, they weren't geckos. What the fuck were they? Iguanas. Iguanas. The iguanas. Yeah, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, they were. They were my iguanas. What happened to those iguanas? Uh, kidney failure. Pretty much what, what what gets probably about half the half the iguanas out there that are raised in captivity. But you had those guys for. A while though, didn't you? Had it for a couple of years, yeah. Yeah. For like four years. And every time they got out, they ran around and whipped everyone who tried <laughs> to pick them up. Yeah, they were not friendly because they were rescue iguanas and they were treated very badly, so they were not raised to be handled. So I just kinda I took them over. And they also found out about the fish, so they were kinda pissy about that too. Yeah, they're like, Well, is that what you're gonna do with us? <laughs> we are third second and third place pets to a dead fish. <laughs> Yeah, that was Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, and then I had um, Arnold. He was the piranha. Oh, yeah, the one that was at Garfield's. Yep. Nice. I've had a, I have had way too many pets in my life. Um, if we want to go into that, I could just talk, start talking about where what what did you say? I don't remember Arnold. You don't remember Arnold? Arnold was the piranha. Yeah, remember the piranha that I kept behind the bar at Garfield's? Okay. Yeah, so that was Arnold, and he uh, he died in a move once <laughs> when I moved into the apartment up in Rogers Park. Um, he didn't make it. Um, but what did make it were the snakes that I had. I had um, two king snakes. They were Elvis and Priscilla. One was uh, Priscilla the female. She was an albino, and Elvis was a regular king snake. And then I had, um, well, I had a red-tailed boa at one point, but he died, and... I had Conan, the yellow anaconda, for about five years. Hmm. And two ferrets, Jaja and Ava. Oh, I'd forgotten about the ferrets. Yep. <laughs> and you had a, have a lot of pets. cat at the apartment, too. I was, just, apartment. I, I, I was just about to say, we got to go back to the first apartment I ever had to talk about Hobbs. Who that was, fucking uh, cat. <laughs> who was the meanest pet I've ever had. <laughs> You, you, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys met Hobbs. Uh, that was that was the first time you met me was when I had Hobbs at the apartment, and he he was known for just attacking everybody just out of the blue. You'd be just be sitting there playing cards or watching TV, and he just walked behind you on the couch and just whack you on the head a couple times. <laughs> yeah, he bit, he scratched. 
It's all right. I got back at him by pooping in his cat box. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, um, well, I don't know if that's now or later. I think that might be a, a then talking about those two. Um, what? Oh, well, yeah. So I had so the the big the, the largest pet I ever had was the anaconda. Um, that I had him in a two hundred and fifty gallon aquarium that I had converted half into. Um, I'd use silicone and rock to convert half into a pool, and the other half I had sod, actual real sod in there. Hmm. Um, and I had to get rid of him when uh, that whole thing happened when I got uh, carjacked and stuff, and we had to move, and we moved to Andersonville, and the apartment wasn't big enough to have the tank, so I had to donate him to the uh, in the Chicago Herpetological Society, and so he Conan turned into a educational tool. But he was about ten and a half feet long when I had to get rid of him. Jesus. Yeah, ten and a half feet long, and he weighed sixty-five pounds. That is a big freaking snake. Jo- uh, uh, Josh, I think, is the only one that saw him. Actually, yeah, I, I was over at that that apartment playing cards a few times and playing D and D. Yep. Now, do you guys remember though? There was a about a, a three, two or three day period where in the apartment where I adopted a bird. Oh yeah. That was another Winston. one that got out. Um, and Winston was, I was not prepared to have a pet in, in, in college. I mean, having a pet when you're a kid, you know, you had, I had my brother and my mom there to kind of fill in the blanks if, if the pets weren't being walked or whatever. But I was not prepared for, for a bird and all that came with it. It just seemed like a cool idea. And uh, so I eventually got them to take it back. But uh, that was a, that was a bad decision on my part. But yeah, Winston. Yeah. That was a couple of days, and I remember the first time he got out of the cage, he wouldn't fly. He just ran around, and we couldn't pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I remember that? It was only a couple of days. Yeah, it was literally like a couple of days, and I fought with the pet store to take him back. So I'm like, oh, I made a mistake. And uh, <laughs> they eventually did, but it, it took a lot of coercion. You had to give them Uki for a week. I, I didn't hear <laughs> as a matter of fact. I think he's still an indentured servant in some regard. So before we go to the break, if no one's got any other pets that they grew up with, uh, we want to hit some of these talking points. I, I was kind of curious about uh, – we've talked about some rough ways pets have gone, but uh, how did your parents handle it? Did, uh, did you do a funeral in the backyard, uh, maybe a toilet funeral for fish? Did you ever get the they're away on a farm playing with other dogs story? When, when Puddin died, we had an actual little funeral in our backyard, and she was buried right underneath my mom's bedroom window. One of these days, we used to own a cabin up in Wisconsin. They're going to modify that or decide that they're going to build something there, and they're going to find a shit ton of animal bones. <laughs> Every time. Be like, what kind of psychos lived here? I know. <laughs> Any times. I'm not lying. They're, they're all hanging from trees. <laughs> there are at least i want to say at least 10 dogs buried up there and that's just dogs i know kismet's buried up there i know button smoky are buried up there but i it's anytime an animal died and it wasn't like it was a short trip either i mean it was like an hour and a half two hours in the car that they would take the dog put it in the trunk we drive up to wisconsin bury the dog and they were all your family's dogs, just just to clarify, right? Yes, they definitely were not neighbors' dogs or okay. any other random dogs. That <laughs> or strays. Or, strays or, or, define family. The yeah. secret of Matthew comes out. Winos and that sort of thing. <laughs> dogs that uh, lied to me. 
<laughs> I don't I don't think my parents ever I mean I remember flushing the fish but with any of the other animals I, my parents never pulled any punches with that kind of stuff so I mean it wasn't they weren't crass about it but it was you know the dog passed away and um, I, I don't remember burying any of them come to think of it I mean we might have buried chocolate but I, I don't I don't remember that if we did yeah, I asked the question because I, I was really young when uh, Cleo and Fritz died, uh, so I don't really remember the process we went through if we were talked about how it happened. And then I was uh, in my either in my late teens or early twenties when Oscar finally passed away. Yeah, we had enough uh, death in my family that it didn't need to be explained through the pits. <laughs> yeah, everyone just got it. Yeah, like oh, another another one's gone. Oh, okay. Remember, Grandma? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> you you gonna flush Grandma down the toilet? Was <laughs> yeah. everybody? What about what about the pet that you guys always wanted? Was there anything specific that you guys wanted as a pet but never got? The, the big toilet. You wanted a <laughs> a big toilet is not a pet. <laughs> Time to feed no. my pet. <laughs> Eat up. <laughs> uh, that's true. No, um, I I didn't. I think. I mean, I was always happy with the the pets that we had, and I never never really like was like, man, I really want that. No, I mean, I, I was I a dumb kid that wanted outlandish pets at some point. Like, I'm sure I wanted a monkey. Oh, I've always wanted a monkey. Don't get me started on monkeys. I remember we okay. actually saw a monkey at a pet store once, like in college. We all went to a pet store. And- mm-hmm. They had a monkey. It was the one up on Milwaukee. Yep. That's where I Why that's actually where I got, that? That's where I got Conan, uh the Anaconda. Was that pet store? And why didn't you get the monkey? It, they wanted five thousand dollars. So you got a snake oh, instead. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty much. I've always loved exotic pets. You know, when I was a kid I always wanted the strangest stuff. So um there were plenty of pets that I wanted. Monkey always, of course, being number one. But I mean that's kind of the dream thing scenario. Um, but like chameleons and bearded dragons and iguanas and ferrets and things, which is one of the reasons why when I became um, legally an adult, when they couldn't stop me, I, I did get some weird pets. Chameleons are badass. I, I've had a few lizards over the years, and chameleons always seem to be the nicest. Chameleons and bearded dragons are – I want to get one of one of either one of those before I kick off this mortal coil. All right. Take a break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about our pets now. Yeah, talk about like the post college, uh, and then uh, transition into pets we've had as adults or have now. Sounds good. All right, we are back, and we're going to talk about pets now. I know. Uh, let's see. Early two thousand pets. We have we. What did we have? Early two thousand. I didn't really have pets. On. We well, I I don't know if people in the post college years like when I moved back home after college for a little bit. My my mom had the worst dog ever. So I, I figured this would be where I'd talk about Mika. I don't know if anyone else had pets at all in that time. Well, my uh, well, Mike's mom had an awful pet named Daisy. Oh, don't speak bad of Daisy. Remember, every time Uki came over to the house, he'd hump her. Uh, the dog would hump him. 
That's the best thing about that note. Yep. Well, we went from <laughs> it having it, it immediately put Uki in its place. Like I am the alpha. Oh, <laughs> it was fantastic. Help me. Uh, yeah, uh, my mother got Mika from a rescue, and she was also a Lhasa mixed with something else. We're not sure what. She looked like a tiny, super ugly version of Oscar with g- giraffe legs. <laughs> so you've got like this. Dog. You've got this dog that is about Yorkshire Terrier size. And has these long ass legs that are out of proportion with its body and is simultaneously aggressive towards and frightened of everything bigger than it. (laughs) So it was like mean and like always thought you were going to beat it because apparently whoever had it first did. The problem is, is because it was so skittish, my mom felt so bad for it. She'd never correct it or train it. So it also peed and shit everywhere. Like, dining room, constantly doggy bombs. The house always smelled like pee. Uh, It stayed with her in her room. Uh, When she finally passed away from cancer, they uh, had to, like, rip up the carpet because it had just had dog shit everywhere for years. Uh, Yeah, we'll get to it um, uh, later in the podcast, but my father was very much like that with his two dogs. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, Mika eventually uh, went to uh, my sister-in-law's little sister, uh, and she couldn't handle her either. Just like the dog was never properly socialized. It was uh, it was insane, basically. Makes, Terrible little dog. Makes Daisy sound better. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I had, um, in the early 2000s, um, uh, you guys remember... Uh, Angela, you you still see her every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. She and I were living together, and she had two cats, and I had two cats, and all four of those cats were from her father's shop cat. Um, so they all had different fathers, with the exception of my two, who were from the same litter. But the other two cats that she had were from two different litters, and one of them they, they were named her cats were named Pervin and Pepper. And they were both giant fatties, but Pepper, to this day and probably to the day I die, will be the biggest cat I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I remember Pepper. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that big uh, 33-pound black and white cat. Mm Mm-hmm. 33 pounds of cat, this thing was. (laughs) Because, I mean, its father had to have been a mountain lion or something because he was not just fat. He was huge. He was as big as my torso. And if Angela was sleeping on her stomach and he was laying on her back, she couldn't get up. She'd have to rock back and forth <laughs> until he finally fell off. I mean, he, he's the biggest cat I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I had uh, Ginger and Marianne were my two cats. And Ginger, unfortunately, uh, got sick and died when I was living in Vegas. Uh, spent $1,000 in vet bills and still don't know why she died. But she just suddenly stopped eating. It was weird. Um, and Marianne, uh, is the cat that I've had for the longest. That was mine and mine only. I had her for about, I I think 14 years. Wow. And when I lived up in Chicago for the six months, uh, I had to put her down during that stay up there. So yet another way that that six months sucked. (laughs) Wow. Yikes. Yeah. We didn't have pets in the early two thousands. We had children. Yep. Um, but eventually the, the kids wanted pets and we opted for um, hermit crabs. 
And we got one hermit crab. First off, Sophie's been on the shit end of all the pets. It's like whatever pet we get, if we get two of them at the same time, hers is going to die first. (laughs) Yeah. So we got hermit crabs. Sophie went through two of them. Katie's was a friggin' escape artist. It was. Well, I, I remember standing there that one time, and and, and you were talking about uh, you were telling me about how you just looking at the broom handle, and suddenly there's just a hermit crab walking down the broom handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like one morning I come down, you know, first thing in the morning I come downstairs, and Suzanne's like, "Watch where you step." I'm like what? We can't <laughs> find the we can't find the hermit crab. And, I mean, we had found him in, like, the kitchen sink, thankfully, on the side with the drain, not the garbage disposal side, which would have been <laughs> really upsetting. Uh, and, and she's like, I don't – we can't find him. It's gone. And I looked over at the tank, and the tank, we had put, like, heavy-duty tinfoil across the top of it. And the, the fucker had actually bent the tinfoil back, had climbed up the side, bent the tinfoil back, and had escaped. And the whole time she's talking to me, I'm like, okay, I'll keep an eye out for it. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see this thing making a break for it across the kitchen the kitchen uh, floor. So <laughs> it was just like, shit, they're on to me. Gonna make a run for it now. So she made a run. Yeah, and then we had those. And then we had hamsters. And I don't know, have you guys ever heard of Robarovsky hamsters? Yeah, I've, I remember your hamsters. Okay, the adults are about as long as your thumb. They're huh. super tiny, super fucking spastic. And the, th- uh, the catch is, is that they're so small that you really can't figure out if they're a boy or a girl. So the guy at the pet store is like, oh, yeah, you got two girls. No big deal. And then we're sitting there eating eating whatever we're eating in the kitchen one day, uh, hamster piss soup. Soup. And- <laughs> And Yum. we're Suzanne looks up. She sees was something, it creamy or chunky? It was chunky. And then we see she sees oh. something come out of the little house that we had got for them. The hamster run out, pick up whatever it is, and run back in. And we're like, that was suspicious for a ham <laughs> for a hamster. Uh, apparently, there was a boy and a girl. So now we went from two hamsters to twelve hamsters. And these, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> And imagine like little furry raisins. Now, now you have a baseball team. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're the size of raisins, and they're little furry raisins. So we had, of course, the girls are like, "Yay, babies!" You know, and that's they're having. And I'm like, "How the hell am I gonna get rid of them?" Because <laughs> they're considered exotic pets. Because they're, I don't even, I have no idea why. Did you hold them up in the air and start singing about the circle of life? Yeah. Well, I remember that because I, when I worked at Trader Joe's, my boss at that time, I, I came by and I told him, like, yeah, the hamster's head. He goes, what you should do is you should take all the, the babies and just put them in a Ziploc and put them in the freezer. Oh, <laughs> what? Like, Holy well, shit. I know. Well, they make an excellent snack for the road. I know. I'm like, thanks a lot. There you go, Trader Joe's. That's who you got running your stores. Guys tells me to freeze my kids' hamsters. Um, They're free range. I know, right? <laughs> Well, you just you just save them for later when you want when you want hamsters, just thaw them out. I know. Right, they're like sea monkeys. Well, the thing is, we took it. I put them in a box, took them back to the pet store. I'm like, look, you told me there were two females, and now I got a ass load of hamsters on my hands. I got a, a veritable gear of hamsters, and, and so they take. I got, a, them. I got a murder of hamsters. Right, so That's I the wrong them. word, sir. I give them the box of hamsters. They take them. Fine, thank you very much. I come home. Did you know that hamsters, right after they've had a litter, could get knocked up again? So we went from having two hamsters to 12 hamsters to 11 hamsters. (laughs) 
because she was pregnant again. So now we got more of these things, and the girl's like, we're keeping all of them. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Because if we keep them all in this tank, when all of them start to bloom, we are going to be drowning in hamsters. And <laughs> a genetically mutated freakazoid hamsters with three heads. <laughs> oh. But the, fu- the best thing about it, though, was because we had the mom, we took the dad out. We put, left the mom in there. Thankfully, she didn't eat them. But we had a wheel, uh, the hamster wheel in there, and all the babies, little little furry raisin things, would crawl in the wheel, and they would go to sleep. Well, the mom apparently didn't give a shit, so she would jump in the wheel. Have you ever seen the video of these, the hamsters, like, they run so fast that they, the wheel catches up to them, and they get stuck in the wheel and start spinning? Yeah. The, yes. That's, that's these hamsters. <laughs> So the mom jumps in the wheel. She do it to the babies? And she just takes off. <laughs> and baby hamsters go everywhere except for one who is stuck in the wheel. Oh, no. <laughs> it, is, it is hilarious. I kind of felt the bad. horror. I kind of felt bad for laughing at it. And then I realized, no, this is just incredible. This is exactly the kind of humor that I love. So, yeah. And he was spared uh, the indignity of the freezer. So. I know, right? I mean, who says that? <laughs> yeah. Apparently that person did. How many of those little baby hamsters survived that wreckage? All of them. Nice. Uh, tough, tough hamsters. I know. Kept them until they were old enough that they could, you know, navigate on their own, put them in a box, came back to the back to the pet store. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Check this out. You know, so. Remember me? I'm the guy with the pervy hamsters. <laughs> He's like, he's got a regular supply coming in. Um, well, I, you all remember when um, this would have been bef- right before 2000, but because it more was more after college than uh, than college, um, got my first real pet as an adult. Excuse me, I shifted my chair here um, and uh, went to the Bassett Rescue in Illinois and adopted Buster, who two-year-old Bassett Hound, taller than your average. Um, not about the same size lengthwise, but was definitely a bigger than your average basset hound bred for hunting on more rocky terrain than, uh, the usual hamsters that are much lower and smaller. Um, and he was, I mean, to this day, probably the, the greatest pet I've ever had. And he was just a character, a big, just lover, always wanted to be around people, was a snuggler, was just the sweetest dog ever um had him for 13 years before he passed away when i was living in um colorado he he had a really rough last couple years of life and um when he died i i i was completely destroyed for a long time and uh um but he was the the first like adult pet i had and then shortly after let's see it would have been he was probably about five when i adopted chloe who was another Bassett, same rescue. She was a two-year-old female and she was batshit crazy. Um, she uh, had apparently been found in a, uh, a basement behind a, uh, a, a, like a water heater at a bad breeder and uh, had a lot of issues with uh, incontinence problems and was needed a lot of kind of attention because she was very skittish around people. And once she warmed up, I mean, she was very sweet, but, uh, once the kids came along, she uh, was kind of like you guys were talking about earlier, where she was great with adults, but with kids, eh, not so much. And um, when she 
proceeded to put her whole mouth on Juliana's head and bite down. It was time to uh, to talk with the rescue about seeing if they could find her a home free with free of children. And uh, so she went back and ended up having a very happy life with a you know a single adult, but had her for a couple years, and then that it puts a good stopping point where somebody else can talk for a minute before I get into all the other pets I've had since then. I remember chasing Buster around with the mannequin head. <laughs> he was a character. I think all of you know Bus- knew Buster. Yeah. Oh yeah, I knew Buster. I knew Buster well. And he used to stick his head through the 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 gold terrible gold blinds that I had at the garden department and he'd watch the people go by and I remember Dennis taught him how to sniff crotches. <laughs> he never did that until Dennis showed him and then after that he always sniffed crotches. Always. Well stick with Thanks, what you Dennis. like. Thanks, Dennis. He also taught me, to be fair. <laughs> well, he taught us all something. Wait, Buster taught you? Josh? No, Dennis. Oh, okay. That was his specialty. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that basically until recently, uh, I, I know that my brother got uh, another cat while I was living there, Midnight, who some of you may have met, a uh, little black cat. Uh, and Midnight actually liked me more than uh, everybody until my brother's uh, son came along. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't like, uh, and uh, after I left, he seemed uh, Midnight seemed to like my dad best. But he loved his, your brother's son. Oh yeah, your son. Yeah, very very patient cat with a baby that would pull his tail. And I mean, I say baby, even though Jason's like sixteen now. Well, but at the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 good for a cat to be that tolerant. Yeah, I want to say midnight only passed away like last year. Another like cats live ridiculously long lives. I mean, the downside. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say if they're taken care of, yeah, they can they can live really long. I love kittens. Not a fan of cats. That's my big problem. Is like I, kittens are awesome, and then they turn into cats. They're roommates that don't pay rent. <laughs> I've always been a cat person. I I was raised with cats. I've always had cats myself. Uh, I I prefer cats because I've always led a very um, non scheduled life. You know, I, you know, and I never know when I'm going to be home. And I need something that's a lot more independent than a dog. Sure, they are a lot lower maintenance. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I like about him. All right. So Joel is t- taking a break. What about you guys? Uh, any other pets before you get to the last couple of years? Well, we went through a bevy of the um, hermit crabs. <clears throat> we had a couple of other I mean, We had the hamster fiasco. Uh, about 2006, we decided that we were going to get a dog because we you know, read up on it. And I'm allergic to dogs. Something happened. Even though I grew up with dogs. Like 13, 14 years old, I suddenly became allergic to them. So that kind of sucks. So, but we did some research and we found out that maybe that uh, miniature schnauzers were hypoallergenic. Yeah, a lot of small dogs are. Yeah. So we're like, okay, cool. And we went to the, you know, we found one. We named him Fritz. No, no, we named him Bosco. <laughs> Bosco, Bosco the, uh, the mini schnauzer. And we had him for a couple months as a puppy, and he was great. I mean, I played with him, and to this day, um, I would when I would play with him, I would you know rust, wrestle with him, roll him on his back, and I'd like kind of pretend like I was biting his neck. So now he kind of sees me as an as boss, the boss type of thing, because that's how they play. But the thing was, as we then discovered, is that Katie is allergic. 
So oh. she, her actually her lung capacity and all that. She started having lung problems uh, after that. So we gave Bosco to my mom, who immediately decided that Bosco needed a friend and got Fritz. And my mom now has two miniature schnauzers, which are like land piranhas. <laughs> you go, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but you know they didn't like me, uh, and they see my mom as mom, so they would, they will basically attack your ankles and calves for the entire time that you're there, <laughs> which is awesome. But uh, maybe this is why uh, Pat doesn't like them. But the thing is, is like if Fritz isn't near Bosco, and I come to Bosco, Bosco will roll over on his back and let me rub his belly and all that. He isn't. You know he's fine with me, but Bosco. I mean, uh, Fritz is making. He, he's not. He's not committed to the hatred. No, no, no. He's not. He's like, all right. No, I know you're in my belly. So you know, as long as he's the other one isn't watching, it's cool. But uh, which is kind of sad because I love dogs. I mean, I've always had dogs, but I mean, for some reason, you know, the the allergy thing, and I've you know had gone for tests and that sort of thing for cats. You know, trying maybe went to the doctor or say maybe I'll get some shots or something, and then. Doctor gave me some tests and told me he could give me allergy shots, but I am so allergic that he can't guarantee that it would work. So, I mean, I'm not like life threatening, but my whole neck breaks out in hives and shit. And I, you know, start getting all wheezy. But he's like, you know, I could give them to you, but I can't guarantee, I, I can't guarantee that it'll actually do anything. So that's how I am with cats. Same thing happens. Yeah. My asthma kicks in, and then I get hives all over my neck, and I can't breathe, and it's it's awful. Yeah, so we, uh, we've we had a couple hamsters uh, since then because nobody's allergic to hamsters. And then finally, we've upgraded. On uh, the last two years, we now have a guinea pig that goes by the name Guinea Weasley. You, uh, you skipped a pet, didn't you? Because I seem to remember Pepper. Oh, shit. I totally forgot about Pepper. I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah Pepper, the co- Pepper was a, a cockatiel. Uh, so we got him, got uh, Pepper for my my older daughter Katie for her birthday, and uh, a cockatiel. I mean, the thing was like it was like a little puppy because first off, yeah, when very friendly bird, yeah, really friendly. Would sit on your, you know, do the whole sit on your finger thing. But like when I would sit on the couch and put Pepper on my shoulder, and he would come over and he would sit on my chest and put his head down and wait for scratches behind his behind his head. I mean, really friendly, uh, happy as can be. Could I mean, I could put him on my shoulder and just walk around the day, and he would just hang out with me. Uh, you know, would, uh, if I was wearing a hoodie, he'd crawl into the hood and play in the hood and that sort of thing. Um, unfortunately, a year or so ago, Pepper got pneumonia and got pneumonia on a Friday and uh, called the doctor. Doctor's like, all right, what's going on? We described it to him. He's like, all right, so nobody's at the at the doctor nobody's there over the weekend he's like just make sure you like we put two covers over his cage in the evening make sure that he was warm at night uh and unfortunately he didn't make it to sunday so now we've started the burials in the back so now pepper is buried in the backyard amongst the flowers which that was an awesome tip that's that's the thing joel have you had to deal with dead pet with the kids yeah, yeah. Buster was the first one, and they were pretty young then, so I don't think they totally understood. Um, so they haven't had any really since then, other than fish. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm not looking forward to anything happening now when they're more comprehend. You know, can comprehend what's going on. Yeah, I mean that's the Louis C.K. bit where he talks about uh, when you buy a pet, you're buying sadness later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
putting sadness on layaway. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, but it's I mean, a good life lesson. I mean, you know, to have. Yeah, they're they're all right right now. I mean, like when the when Pepper died, Katie was upset because you know that was her pet. But uh, you know, it's now Sophie's like, get used to it. Yeah, <laughs> after all that she's had to go through, all of mine are dead. <laughs> right? Oh. Pat, you got anything to contribute before we go back to Joel? Because I, I know your uh, pet now and mine are pretty new, so we'll probably be at the end. Yeah. End, yeah. Well, I mean, I a couple of years ago now, I guess, um, I got Salem in my life. Uh, it was two years ago this uh, two years ago this Thanksgiving. So yeah, very recently, I was coming. I came home from Thanksgiving dinner over at my sister's house and. I had just moved into this house I'm I'm still in right now, and I was driving down the alley, and two black cats crossed in front of my car, and I lost track of them. That explains so much. <laughs> and I lost track of them, and I didn't want to keep moving forward, so I parked the car and got out, and and uh, one of them came right to me, and I picked her up, picked her up, and you know, and she was very friendly. And as I'm standing there holding them, trying to figure out where the other one went and what the deal with them. So one of the one of my neighbors comes out and she, you know, just explained to me that they were a couple of strays in the neighborhood, and if I could take him off, you know, off the streets, everybody would appreciate it. So I took her in, and I've tried, you know, every ever since to catch her brother, but she won't, you know, he won't let me catch her, catch him. And by now he's just too far feral to even try to get. But that's how I got Salem. She's an all black cat with uh, really pretty gold eyes. It's a great name for a cat. I thought it was perfect for a black cat. Yeah, yeah, and I, I even named the brother that I can't catch. He's Winston. Ha so. <laughs> ha cigarettes. <laughs> Skateboarding Jesus says, "Don't smoke, kids." <laughs> but what does Mister Cavendish say, though? He says you shouldn't smoke, kids, either. <laughs> but it's uh, well after after Buster passed away, I you know was like, we need to take a break for a bit catch a breath and within a month i get a call at work that um we've adopted a, another dog and i was like you know I haven't talked about this there's been no like research no discussion no nothing it's just like they all went to the to uh, an adoption thing at, at one of the pet stores because you know we don't get we always get our dogs from rescues and so they had one of those rescues at one of the pet stores and found this little border collie mix who was a puppy, literally a very, like a puppy, not like a year old. Um, really, really sweet. And I came home and of course I'm a sucker for a dog. So of course I immediately fall in love with Holly and, um, she was, she was really sweet. She was, um, but quite a handful, you know, being a border collie mix, she needed a lot of exercise. And so she would haul ass around the house at, at all hours, just racing the stairs up and down. And there was a, a small fenced in yard in the back when uh, I was in Colorado. And so when she was little, she couldn't get out. But when she got to be a little older, she could, she could easily get away. And I remember one specific winter when it had snowed about five or six inches, she took off and I didn't have any shoes on. And, um, you know, I immediately ran out into the snow to, to get her. Um, and I remember running through the snow, just getting snow all jammed up into my jeans because I had no boots on or anything and got her back. But she she moved all the way back to Illinois after two moves in Colorado and then uh, two moves in Illinois. And she kind of with the kids got a little bit more aggressive than she would with adults. 
And so once um, she actually bit Isaiah, you know, we were like, all right, this, cause she kept threatening and was getting more and more aggressive as, as the year went by. So we ended up taking her to a border collie rescue here in Illinois to, to get her with a family that, you know, didn't have kids. Um, during the course of Holly come into my life, adopted two bunnies to uh, Lionhead rabbits, midnight and fluffy who uh, are now, they were baby bunnies when we got them. They're now just turned five. And um, I, the primary caregiver for all the pets in the house, they, um, are really sweet. Uh, Fluffy is aggressive, but not with people. So like, if you are holding him, he's like, he'll sit there and cuddle with you as long as you'll hold him. Midnight, however, only likes me. And he's very skittish as well. Cause he got attacked by Fluffy and almost killed. So he's kind of hesitant about people, but uh, he's a big fat boy. He likes to be, to be held, but he uh, will make a bolt for if he gets a chance. Gone through a, a slew of fish. Um, Currently, the two that have lived the longest are Gandalf and my uh, algae eater, Jack M. Crazy Fish, who was huge. Um, and then about, I want to say, when was that? A, a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we got Lucy, who is uh, the our three-year-old basset hound, who is uh, insane. All the girl dogs I've had are insane, but um, <laughs> she's, she's very aggressively snuggly, so... If, if you don't want to snuggle, that's when she will force herself to be on your lap or in your face until you will cuddle her. And then, of course, Tucker, who may or may not be the reason we had prompted to do this show. But uh, my five-year-old basset hound, who's my buddy, um, who has major allergy issues, has had to have surgery due to the getting the bloat because he, he eats way too fast. And then most recently, uh, in the past month, I've been dealing with... Uh, not one, but two surgeries on his foot, which he's finally on the mend and he's starting to get a spring in a step and is a lot happier as of the last two days. That's and good I to hear. Yeah. Took him back today and the vet said he's finally healing and she's the kind of crossed her fingers and she's like, she's like, I don't want to jinx it, but she's like, it looks like he's going to be getting better here soon. And so I take him back Monday to check him up again, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's practically bankrupt me, but it's worth it. He's, uh, He's a really, really, really sweet dog. I mean, he's the closest thing to Tucker I've or to Buster that I've had um, in the course of my life. And so, yeah. All right. So, Pat, you want to go or should I? I'll go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because you have the most recent edition. That's true. true. Um, I had a roommate. I um, I live in a pretty big house, and I always have two roommates, and. There was one roommate that was here for about six months, and he didn't really work out. One of the things about him was he, he moved in, and he didn't tell either one of us when he first came in that he had a dog. And he, and then he, he didn't tell us until he was already moved in that he was bringing a dog in, and he didn't tell us until he was already here that it was a pit bull. So we're, we're both just like, oh, this is going to work out just splendidly. And he you know brought the dog in in a big cage, and long story <laughs> short mistreated this dog badly like left the dog in the cage for like 23 hours a day she was riddled with fleas and was chewing her back up and everything when i finally just told him like look you know you don't care about this dog i'm taking this dog you know and you you know and he's like oh that's perfect because you know then i can move out because i can't move anywhere with her and i'm like good then leave her here with me and get the hell out of here and that was pretty much how it happened and that's how i ended up with a pit bull 
that I never planned on ever having. <laughs> but I wasn't going to let her, you know, live like that. And now she's much better taken care of. And I actually like cook her food in the crock pot and uh, all this kind of stuff. And she's spoiled to death. And she's like the sweetest dog I've ever, I've ever had, I've ever seen. You know, personally, like she just. She's all barks and no bite. Like she loves to bark at people when they walk in the door just to get them scared. And then she runs up to them and starts sniffing them and licking them. <laughs> yeah, they get a bad rap. I know around here that's with the being kind of a bad area. There is a lot of pit bulls everywhere. But um, my experience with them have always been, I mean, really positive. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, she's the, she's a complete sweetheart. I mean, she could, you know, she like when I play with her and all this kind of stuff, she's even gentle with like trying to bite down on my hands and stuff like that, you know, and she's, you know, I haven't had a single person that has met her that she hasn't just taken to within like the first 30 seconds. And it just kind of kills me to think about like, you know, in another lifetime, this dog could have been, you know, in the dog fighting rings and, you know, like to imagine a dog with that kind of personality having to do that kind of stuff. And there's, and it makes me sad to think that there are dogs out there with that personality having to do that now. So, yeah, I mean, I know we don't usually get into activism on the show, but I don't think it's uh, uncontroversial to say, yeah, definitely. If there are charities in your area that are about rescuing dogs from that kind of life, it, it's not inherently political to say this is a good charity to donate to. Because mm-hmm. that is no no life for uh, an animal that could be loving. Exactly. Yeah. And, and pit bulls, I can understand how they get a bad rap because I mean, they're strong animals. They're all muscle and they're all teeth and you know, they're, they're big beasts, but they're just, it's all about how you raise them. They're, they're friendly by nature. Exactly. I mean, they, they could yeah, be I mean, a, a, a killer dog if you train them to be that way. But if they're not, I mean, they're just like, I mean, I, mean, I had, yeah. I had many, many more risks with my father's chihuahua biting people than I do with this dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, the pit bull, you look at the origin of the breed, they were bred to be good dogs for children. Yeah, they were bred, bred, to, bred to bond and be very protective of you know whoever it was they bonded with. Yeah. So, like, over the years, Sarah and I have wanted to have pets. Uh, it got to be three years ago, we, we tried fish. And uh, that uh, was an adventure. Started at a uh, neighborhood carnival. Sarah won a few goldfish, throwing the ping pong ball into the fish bowls. And how, how much uh, did the free goldfish end up costing? I believe the free goldfish ended up costing us about one hundred and seventy-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, and that's how we started. And uh, we learned very quickly: you don't name your fish after Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> Because they were, way too much. Yeah, they were all dead within like two weeks. <laughs> um, we and still the one, the one fish, little fingers back in the corner, just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but now that we've got the house, as we've talked about back in the home show, uh, we thought that after we'd been here about a year, we were going to do the pet thing. And the first animal we had in the house was actually uh, an unplanned animal. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook or any other social media, I've never talked about Bug, but you guys know mm-hmm. that uh, 
this summer, at the beginning of the summer, uh, Sarah found outside her work a uh, tiny baby rabbit. Uh, apparently, there was a warren of rabbits that a cat or something else got into, and most of them died. But uh, one of the baby rabbits was just on the sidewalk, and she just couldn't let it bake to death on the sidewalk, only being a couple of days old. And, man, we tried. We, we tried so hard. Bug. Yes. Live with us for uh, a couple of weeks, and uh, Joel had uh, actually had some of the cecotropes, the uh, rabbit poo that is the stuff that they need to eat to have their digestive system work. And he just he was too weak to make it. They they say that frequently if uh, uh, the rabbits are attacked if their warn is disrupted, they may have injuries you can never see. And yeah, unfortunately, he could he. Wow, wasn't able to make it, but he did have a home. He was unusually affectionate for a rabbit. He'd crawl into your hand, and he, he lived until his uh, his eyes opened, which was something. He got to see the world. But yeah, little bug, unfortunately, now is in the backyard. Yeah, I sent Josh poop. <laughs> yeah, that Joel mailed me poop. Yep, by request for once. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Which is that, unusual. I I won't lie, Joel. That was there was a lot of um, the girls were hanging on the story on a daily basis from us on that one. That was oh, yeah. I was, was like, sad. oh look, at Sarah found a baby bunny. Oh, Sarah found a baby bunny. Oh, baby bunny's not doing well. So yeah, but that's a little bit of explaining. Don't worry, Joel sent poop. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's like all right, Dad. I'm going to take your word that that's a good thing. Um, then uh, October. 18th, I believe. So, no, October 16th. Uh, we had always talked about whether we were going to get a dog or a cat. We were leaning towards dog. We talked about getting a Savannah cat, the serval mix, where they're sort of dog like and they follow yeah. you around. Those are cool. But, but after Bug, knowing that Bug's life, short life, was probably caused by a cat, we will probably now never own a cat. Oh. And uh, we taught just one day. We were like, this was in the plan. We think that we can make this work with our budget. You want to go look at some dogs. And on October 18th, we headed to the shelter and we know us in our impulse control. We're like, we're probably coming home with a dog, even if yep. we're just, just going to look. And we went to a shelter in Elgin, Illinois that we knew had some uh, pit bull mix puppies because uh, my two things is I didn't want a little dog, and I wanted a puppy. Well, uh, plans rarely survive first contact with reality. Because uh, we got there, and the pit puppies were super sweet. They're awesome. But we decided to look at all the other dogs uh, first, and we got to the back. And there were some big dogs, and some of them kind of came to the cage and looked at us. And then we got to the last one you could possibly look at. And there's this little ball of fuzz, black and brown and gray. I uh, looked like a puppy, and his tag said he was two years old. And uh, as soon as he saw me, he started climbing up, and I called Sarah over to look at him. And he saw the two of us, and he was just going berserk. He wanted to be near us. He wanted us to touch him. And I was like, we, we got to ask them to if we can take the dog uh, basically shelter dogs, if you don't know, they have you interact with them in a room that's got a few toys so you can see how they play with you, what their temperament is, as best as you can right. in 10, 20 minutes. 
And we're like, yeah, we, we want to take a look at, uh, at his shelter name was Mickey. It's a dog audition, basically. Yeah. So we, we got Tell me what you got, kid. We got him into the room and I knew that we were going to if we adopted him, we were going to rename him because uh, of all of his hair and his coloring. He looked like a tiny, tiny Wookiee. And I was like, yeah, if this is our dog, his name's going to be Chewy. And uh, yeah, we got him into the room. He was playing. Uh, it was really happy to jump into both of our laps. Every person on the way to and from the room he interacted with, he was super happy, super friendly. And we're like, yeah, this is the one. So we uh, adopted Chewy uh, a little over a month now. Uh, we've discovered, they say you have to live with a dog for a month to discover their true personality. And we've found out that is true. <laughs> uh, he is the most loving dog I've ever encountered. He uh, loves to hop up in the lap, roll over for uh, petting. If I sleep in, usually I'm the second one to wake up. Uh, he will wake me up by uh, running up to my head and aggressively rolling over to be pet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he, he loves people, but uh, he is because he is a mixture of Yorkshire Terrier and Dachshund. You've got two dogs that were bred to root out rats and moles and other rodents. So he really has a strong prey instinct. And we've had him for a little over a month and he's escaped twice on us. Uh, yeah, the first time he ran away. Uh, he, uh, we discovered the hard way that he could get out through the fence on our deck and, uh, it was a rough Saturday until we discovered later that he found his way to a, uh, neighbor's yard where they had dogs and the lady came out and found Chewy playing with their dog. And luckily he had no collar on. She had the foresight to get him scanned and we got him back uh, about six hours after he got away. And then just like, it's got to be about a week ago, week and a half, yeah. uh, I, Sarah had uh, a doctor's appointment and she took a lift home. I was already home and she had her arms full of stuff. And yeah, he shot straight out the front door. And I wasn't there the first time he got away, but I have never seen any animal move as fast as he moved <laughs> when he got out. He moved like a bullet. And I tried to chase him, but I, you cannot. I, I'm not sure I could have caught him in the car. Yeah, my, my father's two little stubby-legged, stupid chihuahuas were were like the fastest thing on earth as soon as they got out the door. Yeah. Like, he had this one little fat chihuahua whose belly almost dragged to the ground, and he was like Usain Bolt as soon as he got out in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I remember I went to our uh, planning chat, and I'm like, God dog got away again and uh this time though instead of uh it being a warm saturday morning where he could go out and look for other dogs to play with it was like 25 degrees out on a november or a doc no it was november a november night and uh yeah he uh i was on the phone with 24-hour pet watch his microchip company and sarah had already called our local police department and as i'm on the phone uh, Sarah opens up the front door one last time to call his name and damned if he didn't decide it was too cold and he had to run back in the house. Lost his adventurous spirit when he hit the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not going to find other dogs. It's really cold and they have food in there. I, maybe I didn't think this all the way through. Oh, tell him about his food thing. 
Oh yeah, when uh, we feed him, uh, if he's so easily distracted, uh, we both basically have to be standing over him while he's at his bowl, or he will run to one of us if we walk away to do anything. <laughs> yeah, if if we're not standing there, and he uh, has discovered he likes Brussels sprouts, and he used to be terrified of our ice maker because we have an ancient ice maker that actually uh, makes ice cubes in a tray and then dumps them. So it's really loud. But the last couple of days, he's discovered that though it makes a scary noise, he loves ice because one of them bounced out and he immediately snatched it up and ran off like he was getting away with something. That's the way my dogs are. Whenever dogs the ice- have a thing with ice. I don't know what that is, but they love yeah. it. Whenever my ice maker gets going, they're over there like, oh, can we get a treat? Can we get a treat? Can we get a treat? But tell them about the other, his, uh, how he opposite, his opposite reaction to food if it's people food. Oh yeah, usually if if we are eating people food, he will not come near uh anything. Uh, granted, if we leave it alone, he'll go for it. Uh we discovered that uh, despite the fact he's a tiny dog, which is what I said I didn't want. And uh, we thought he was 2. Turns out he's probably closer to 6, which was the other thing I said I didn't want. Uh, despite his size and his age, he can get in a kitchen-sized garbage can and, and pull out half a pizza. Sneak it into his crate without dumping over the garbage can. That's impressive. Yeah. That's yeah. So, so for a skills. while, we're just like, we're calling his name. He's not coming. So we know he's up to something. He's either pooping in the dining room or he's got something he's not supposed to. Like Pat. You and kinda, we're looking all over. I say you kind of know what it's like to have a kid now. Yeah, kind of. The garbage uh, in the kitchen is not knocked over. And we find him in his crate with half a pizza that Sarah accidentally dropped. <laughs> When uh, we're having dinner, plus the pizza cardboard that he pulled all of it into his crate and was just snacking on. So if you you have to watch him to eat his food, but if you he'll eat your food if you're not watching. Right. That's funny. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, he, he just had his first car trip yesterday. Uh, we're recording this the day after Thanksgiving, and we took him up to the in-laws, where we discovered that uh, if he's on his leash, at least, or he's overstimulated, he will let new people pet him, but then he bites them when they stop. <laughs> <laughs> just like Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So uh, do we want to get to some of the talking points? Because I got more to say about Chewy, but some of them are covered with the the talking points. Yeah, let's take a look and see. Um, What we've kind of talked about where we, you know, who put hung in a tree for burying? (laughs) (laughs) We have never hung a pet in there. It's only poultry. Um, Favorite toys for your recent pets? Because I know know recently there's been a lot of uh, videos on Reddit of, the one Gumby dog who's got the Gumby chew toy and the guy dresses up as Gumby. Oh and yeah. Up. And then this last week there was one who the dog loves a Santa Claus, um, chew toy and they took him to go see Santa. So do your, <laughs> do your animals have any sort of like favorite toy that they uh, play with? Well, with Lucy being a pit bull, uh, toys don't usually last very long. So she has plenty of favorites, but she chews them up so bad that I have to take them away from her before she hurts herself. I have a suggestion for you once we get to Chewie's favorite toy. But I, I bought her this, uh, this Kong toy that she hasn't been able to tear up yet. And that's, okay, that's- that was my suggestion. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, since, since They're not indestructible, though. Since we're talking about Kongs, uh, we discovered that for a tiny, tiny dog, Chewie has incredibly powerful jaws. He'll go through a rawhide 
any like the dentist sticks or a rawhide bone in under a minute. So we knew we couldn't give him toys that he could chew up. And uh, he's got his little Halloween pumpkin that is his kind of fuzzy shake, uh, like go crazy shaking it back and forth toy. And he's got tennis balls. But what really is his favorite toy is the Kong, this rubber thing that you put a treat in the middle. And he runs around the house with it in his mouth, throwing it up in the air, trying to get the treat to come out in the middle. And I got the small dog, maximum chew strength, in supposed to be indestructible version of the Kong. Yeah, I probably have the same one except for the bigger version. Yeah. Yeah. My my dogs never got into the Kongs. Not, not the Lucy or Tucker. The previous dogs, they loved them, but... Um, Lucy is big on the the balls that when you squeeze them they go <laughs> they make the little squeaky noise she'll throw those up in the air and and chase them around the house. Tucker has these like I don't know what you want kind of like the nyla bones but they're a lot tougher and he he will sit there and chew on that for as long as you let him. Um, so yeah, those are their favorites. My well, we since we have a guinea pig, there really isn't a favorite toy for these for it but i will say its favorite thing is the uh the crisper drawer in the fridge because every time we it's it's a little off kilter so every time we open it it squeaks so i think it thinks that there's another guinea pig on the other side of the room that's getting a treat because every time we open it it starts squeaking and then we grab it we grab uh, some celery or carrots or something throw them in the cage for it so (laughs) (laughs) it's like he hears a squeak, and it's like, oh, that other guinea pig's getting a treat. I got to, you know, I got to scream and yell so I can get one, you know, and then we wind up giving her a carrot. But it, you can't exactly play. Just like Patrick. Yeah, I can't play with you. <laughs> yeah. Try and play tug of war with a guinea pig, and all of a sudden he's in the ceiling fan. <laughs> so, yeah. Just like a up dispenser. No, but um, I know uh, Bosco and Fritz over at my mom's house, their favorite toy. They, I don't know if you've seen these for the for the dogs. They're, they look like a, it looks like a squirrel that's been hit by a car. So it's like a yes. squirrel, but long, but and it's got a, a little opening on it. And you're supposed to put an empty water bottle in there. So it crackles. So it goes <laughs> when they eat it. And then we, I play with them with that and play pull. And it's kind of upsetting because I'm afraid if they ever get on out back and they catch one of these squirrels, they're going to chew the crap out of it. Yeah, make it crinkle. Yeah. Make it crinkle. <laughs> Just training them to be killer squirrel killers. Yeah. Crinkle. Make the sound, damn it. <laughs> what about uh any pet that you want now that you don't have? I still want to have either a chameleon or a bearded dragon. I haven't done that yet, so Nope. I love my two basset buddies. Or We've talked of course, a monkey. Of course, a monkey. We've talked about getting a second dog for Chewy, but uh, like making sure he doesn't escape and uh, all of the responsibility that comes with it. We just want to make sure we can handle one dog before we jump straight into two, especially yeah. considering in some ways, as smart and as loving as he is, uh, he's kind of an easy entry level dog. We talked about getting a Shiba Inu and we realized that uh now that we have uh, Chewy, we're like, we could not have handled Shiba. They're, they're way too aloof and way too smart. And yeah, that, that would be the alpha dog in the house. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it, he would have been way too challenging for us to handle. <laughs> go over to, so go over to Josh's house. There's a Shiba Inu running a uh, game of Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh and Sarah are in their crates with a half-eaten pizza. Uh, uh. 
Chewie hates his crate. We're, we're trying. He's happier once he gets out of it, like he's more well-behaved, but we practically have to pick him up and put him in the crate. Oh. And he screams every time we do it. But, uh, yeah, hopefully someday we'll be able to handle the second dog. Just it's, like uh, it's a commitment, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, I've always wanted either a hedgehog or a sugar glider. Sugar gliders are just far too neurotic. That's the main problem I have with them. Really? Yeah. Like well, they're they're just spastic creatures. Well, I know I know Katie wants a ferret. Ferrets are awesome. Yeah. Every time we go to the we go to the pet store, she'll be immediately goes to the ferrets and playing with them and then at one point she was she had her hoodie on and she reached down it's one of those uh, pet stores that has the open area that you can actually pet the pet, pet the animals. Right. She reached down to pick up a baby ferret, and it shot straight up her sleeve. <laughs> so, yep. And at that point, she's hooked. She's like, "I've got a ferret in my clothes." You know, I'm just like, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I can't recommend ferrets enough. They, I mean, they're gonna smell, and they're gonna make a mess, and they're if you let them run around, they're gonna poop in all your corners. <laughs> But they got so much personality, and they're like they're like friendly cats, basically. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, they're a lot of fun to play with. They really are. What, a, what about? Is he playing with a live slinky? <laughs> All right. I thought that was impossible without mad science. I guess I can, <laughs> I can bank that project. All right. So what about anybody else got a uh, a pet they want? Just happy with the doggies. I'm good with two bunnies, two fish, and two dogs. That's all I need at this point. Yeah, <laughs> we all. may do fish again, but uh, that's all you. For need. now, Chewy's about yeah. all we can handle. Nice. All right, so I guess we're uh, talked about our pets, then, huh? Yeah, and uh, you know everybody loves talking about their pets. If you want to tell us about yours, you can always give us a call at seven zero eight now wrap. That's seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven. And uh, like all of us have social media accounts in one level or another. I know if you're not following some of us on Facebook or whatever, usually you can find me some variant of Doc Stout or Doc Stout seventy six or Doc Stout zero seven six. I try not to overdo Chewy pictures on Facebook, but Instagram, yeah, occasionally there are a few more pictures of the dog there. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as the Java Cat, so. Chewy? (laughs) Yeah. All right, so uh, what do we got planned for next week? We're taking a journey. Journey? To the center of the earth. Yes. Welcome to the center of the earth. Yeah, we're going to be watching the wow. uh, 1959, almost three-hour-long version, and the uh, 2008 Brendan Fraser blockbuster. <laughs> it's an hour and a half. That's all right. It's got Brendan Fraser. It'll be a. F- it'll be fine. Yeah, it's so, fun. I've seen it. So yeah, so that's uh, next week. Journey to the center of the Earth, and then uh, past then we've got a TV show coming up. Yeah, well, th- a little bit of a teaser. Yeah, so. And as always, you can find our older shows on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, uh, and Google Play Podcasts. And uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at 40go14 or shoot us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com. Right on. We'll be everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're everywhere you want to be. I'm behind you right now. Mine was an allusion to our TV show. Joel's was creepy. <laughs> Skateboard Jesus says, peace out. 
Good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, look, the ball moved. <laughs>